What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Lifted Warrior Podcast, where once a week I give you guys wisdom and strength concerning life's daily issues. Um, We are currently at the end of our Heart Check series, and what we're going to be talking about today is the topic of doubt and what it comes to do, how it gets us out of the will of God, how it gets us to doubt the power of God in our lives and some different things that we can do to combat it. Um, Once again, my name is Cam. I am so happy that you guys are here. Without further ado, man, let's go ahead and kick this thing off. So as I was preparing for our last episode, I was reading James 1, and I just read a little bit further down from what I was originally going to talk about on that episode, and it led me to James 1, uh, verses 6 through 8, and it says, But let him ask in faith without doubting, for the doubter is like the surging sea, driven and tossed by the wind, that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord, being double-minded and unstable in all of his ways. And again, as I was preparing for the previous episode, and I, I read this, and it really hit me like a ton of bricks. It was like I ran into a wall because this is something that I had never seen before, you know, you, you know, you read the Bible and every now and then you just stumble across something. You're like, wow, I never saw this in the Bible. It never clicked like that for me before. And this was one of those things for me, because as I'm reading this, I'm like, God, help me, because I know there's certain things in my own life. There's certain things, um, whether it be spiritual or physical or just career wise that I'm believing God for. But I know I have that little ounce of doubt in the back of my mind. And so as I'm reading, it's like, I got, I'm like, God, you really have to help me in order to overcome this thing and give me some strategy to be able to overcome doubt, not just in the spiritual world, but also within my personal life. Right. So as we wrap up this season, I have to talk about this, man. This is something that I know it's not just me, but there's many men out there. There's many people of God out there who are dealing with this. And it's imperative that we deal with this in an area of our hearts so that we can begin to see the fullness of God. Um, And I know people, again, both young and old are not seeing the fullness of God because they have allowed doubt to keep them from having a proper expectation of what they can expect. And it's it's hindered what God wants to release to them because they're doubting. Um, And it's not because God does not want to to bless them. It's not because they're not at a season in their life where they should be expecting to be blessed. It's not because of anything that they've done outside of the simple fact that they have not dealt with the doubt that is plaguing them, honestly. So what is doubt? It is a feeling of uncertainty or lack of conviction. If I wanted to look at this biblically, I would describe doubt as the opposite of faith, where faith is the evidence of things hoped for. Doubt is the evidence of relying on our own strength and sight. It's not allowing ourselves to really take God at his word. It's not allowing us to really take his promises over our lives or what he's written in his word at face value. We begin to look at it through the lens of reality or what we think is reality, and we allow what we see, we allow what we feel, we allow what we think to overwhelm us to the point where we doubt what God said. 
So what is the purpose of doubt? Doubt comes, again, to get you to question the will of God for your life. Just like in the the garden when the serpent came to Adam and Eve, he came in order to get Adam and Eve to doubt what God said about the tree of good and evil. He came in order to get them to doubt um, the, the proper order of what God set in the garden. And the issue with this is your reality is often not the truth of what God says about you. God may call you a millionaire. God may call you a successful CEO. God may call you a a man that is able to properly care for his wife and his kids, but your reality doesn't seem like that. And so what the devil plays off of is he plays off of what you see. He works off of smoke and mirrors. He plays off of what you see and what you feel versus what God said. And by by mingling in between those two things, he is able to get you to doubt the reality that God has for you. And therefore, in order to get you to forfeit what God wants to give to you. Doubt forces you to focus on the now without the hope of the future. Doubt also comes simply so that you do not believe God. Again, in the it, back to the, the garden with Adam and Eve, the devil came in in order for Adam and Eve not to believe what God told them already. If the devil can get you to believe that God is not able to move on your behalf, then he can also get you to then question the existence of God himself. For example, um, I know a lot of atheists out there have this mindset or they have this um, logical thought process of where was God during this hard part in my life? And because they can't pinpoint God or they, they're not able to see how God navigated them or protected them in that hard point in their life, then they equate, well, since God wasn't there or since I can't see God in this this part of my life, then God must not be real. And that's the same thing that doubt would try to do. It tries to get you to think, okay, well, if I can get them to believe that God won't show up for them in this area in their life, then I can get them to believe that God doesn't want anything to do with them at all. And that's the, that's the, that's really the the basis of what doubt comes to do. It comes to set up a a belief system within you in order that you it go in order to go against God and what God wants to do in your life. Again, if, if faith is the, the biblical principle, then doubt would be the the satanic principle or the principle that the kingdom of darkness wants to use to combat your faith. Why is this an issue? Well, clearly, if we just look at what James 1, 6 through 8 says, it said, clearly, if we doubt, then we become double minded. And the way that this happens, again, is because you have the your trust and belief or your thought of what God said about you. And then you have this other thought of, well, what if God doesn't show up? What if God doesn't do it? What if he doesn't move on my behalf? What if he doesn't heal me? What if he doesn't um, see about my family? You know, you have these two things. And because you're going from one end to the other end, you're constantly going back and forth. It's naturally going to create a schism in your life. I don't know if any of you guys are old enough or remember back when Four Loco was a big thing and it they actually had a lawsuit because it had a alcohol, which is a a depressant, and it also had a stimulant in it, some type of caffeine, and it was causing people's bodies to do two different things at once. And so it's slowing the heart down while also speeding the heart up. And as it's doing that, it's causing convulsions, it's causing schisms within the body that led to a lot of people having to go into the hospital from cardiac arrest. And the same thing that that drug did or that that, that four loco did to people's body naturally, that's what doubt does to your mind spiritually and to your soul spiritually as well. 
This tossing back and forth, as the Bible tells us, is the product of not being rooted in the word of God. For example, if you look at the three Hebrew boys, they were so rooted in what in, in their belief in God. They were so rooted in what God had spoken to them and what they would and would not do that they said, hey, man, even if God does not do it, I still won't bow because he can save me from this thing. And I think a lot of us and I think I know a lot of us, including myself, man, I, I, like I told you earlier, like this is something that I'm actively working on. But I know a lot of us can get to a point um, where we kind of equate, well, God, if you don't show up in this area, then, you know, it, it just won't happen. Right. And instead of saying that, we should say, God, if you don't show up in this area of my life, I still know that you can. And I still know that you are king and Lord over all things and that you you still hold the world in your hand. So even if you don't do it, I know that you can. The reason why we have to shift our mindset from saying, you know, God, well, if you don't show up, then, you know, I, I'm just going to give up to saying, you know, God, if you don't show up, then I still trust you and still know that you can because it shows the posture of your heart for Many, our posture, the posture of our heart is not in a place where we believe God above all things. It's not a place where we trust God above all things. It's in a place where we trust God as long as things are comfortable for us. It's, a, it's at a place where we trust God as long as he shows up and we don't have to experience certain pains of life. Um, and, and again, just being honest and being speaking for myself, man, I, I had this past season that I was in, I was in, I was like, man, God, I don't. I will do whatever you ask me to do as long as my family is okay. And on the outside, looking in, that sounds good. That sounds great. You know, it sounds like a, a, a worthy thing to ascribe to, right? Because your family is your first ministry. But what if you and your family have to go through some struggles? What if everything's not going to be cozy and comfortable for you guys? What if I'm going to, what if, there's going to be some things that you're going to go through and God's going to allow it, not because he's upset with you, but because he's preparing you in order to lead people who will also go through that same thing. What if he's allowing you to go through that because he knows that you're going to overcome it and because of what you overcome through it, you are then going to be able to have a greater uh, testimony for the masses. And the Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb, which was already shed and the word of our testimony, meaning that we're going to have to go through some things. Right. But if we if we allow doubt to change our heart posture to the point where we don't want to go through anything, we don't want to experience any type of thing. We think that everything is supposed to be sunshine and roses. Then we'll never get to the point where we have that testimony in order to overcome. Right. And the last thing is that. Um, as far as why is this an issue, I'm sorry I went on that tangent, but the last thing as far as why is this an issue is because doubting produces instability. If in not even not, not lastly, but that's one thing. And then the last thing is if you are doubting, then you can expect God to do nothing in your life. Nothing in your life. And and I just look back as I was reading this, it, it immediately brought back to my mind many times in the New Testament when Jesus would go out and when he would heal people. At the end of it, he would say, go for your faith has made made you whole or your faith has healed you. And like I said at the top of the episode, if doubt is the opposite of faith, then there's no way that we can expect God to move in our lives if we have any ounce of doubt, any ounce of doubt, 
because it, it, it kills the faith that we're operating God off of. It kills the faith that we're pulling on God with, and it does not allow him to show up in our lives. I would even say to you that a prerequisite for God to show up in your life is faith. And again, doubt is the opposite of that. So what is our weapon against faith, against doubt? The first thing is faith. Our ability to remain in faith, even when things may not look like the promise naturally, will guard our hearts from doubting and from doubt taking root and causing us to come in conflict with God. This is acted upon by moving as if the promise has already happened. If you are believing God for a house or for housing, um, then you are going to go out and do things expecting God to show up in that area. You're going to go out and look at houses. You're going to go out and look at apartments. You're going to go and take tours of the property. You're going to go look at different lands because you're allowing your faith to move in you. The Bible says that faith without works is dead. And it's not saying that you have to go out and work to make things happen, but it's saying that if you truly have faith, then you're going to put yourself in positions that may look crazy on the outside looking in because you're going to put yourself in positions where people are expecting things from you. And you know that you may not necessarily have that thing just yet, but you are expecting God to show up and provide it. But it's your job to show up, not knowing how that thing is going to get there. Right? So if we if we're expecting this or we're having this level of faith, then it's going to keep us from doubting because we have to put action behind it. The next thing that we can do to combat this is or to war against doubt is our prayer and devotion. Your prayer is your main defense and weapon in all things. I know y'all have heard me say this all through this series of heart check of prayer of devotion, of study time, of quiet time with God, but that is going to be your main defense against everything. Allow God to be a defense for you. And the way that you do that is by prayer, is by getting in his presence, is by sitting at his feet, it's by abiding in his, in his shadow. You can't be in his shadow if you're not close to him and prayer is going to bring you closer. It is in prayer that God can really deal with your heart and instruct you on the proper way to handle what you may be coming up against and give you insight on the next season. It's in prayer that you can know how to navigate, get a strategy on how to how, how to maneuver the next season before you ever step into it. So when you encounter hard things, when you have to make that hard decision, when you have to give up a certain thing that you're struggling to, to give up because you feel like it was something that God gave you in the last season, prayer is your defense because God shares his mind with you in prayer. It is also in prayer that you are reminded of the promises of God. It is where you can sit and learn with him and he show you how to walk this thing out. So again, in prayer, it's where God reminds you how he thinks of you. It's where God reminds you the purpose that he has in your life. And he, he, he'll he help you to navigate these hard areas. He'll help you to navigate the hard choices that you're going to have to make and keep you from doubting because he has a good reward for you. Even if it's not something that you're going to receive naturally, he has a good reward for you that you will receive eternally in heaven. So how do we apply this, right? I told you what what doubt is why it's an issue, some different ways that you can combat it. So, but how do I apply this to my life, Cam? I'm glad you asked. The first thing that you can do is write down what you are believing God for. Take a picture of it and put it in a visible place or write it out on your mirror somewhere, someplace in your home, in your dwelling place, in your car, 
on, on your phone, somewhere, anywhere. It doesn't matter where, but it needs to be a picture or a word or something you've written that you're going to see every day that's going to remind you of the promise that God has for your life, or it's going to remind you of the purpose that God has for your life. So even when you don't feel like it, you see it and it, it, it builds you up. Even when you don't feel like you are able to do the thing. You see it and you know, okay, well, if God said it, it's going to happen and it builds you up. That way you're able to be stirred daily concerning this issue even before you be, you can begin to doubt. That way it keeps it at bay. And the sidebar, this is why most of, most of us do not inherit the promise assigned to us. We are not laboring for it in prayer. We're not laboring for it in, our, in faith. And we allow our faith to die, but we must contend not just for the promise, but also for our faith to match the level of the promise that we are believing God for. Many, many of us, and again, I'm speaking for myself, but many of us, we're expecting some huge things from God, but we uh, we have not allowed or built up our most holy faith enough in order to receive it, quite honestly. The second thing that we can do to apply this is to repent daily for areas where you do not have faith. Be honest with God and repent for not trusting and believing in him the way that you should. After confessing those areas of lack over those areas of doubt, turn to him and jump back on step one even harder. Step one being contending with faith, contending in prayer, um, contending with reminding yourself daily about the things that God has spoken to you about where he's taking you so that you don't allow doubt, that you don't allow disbelief to begin to take root in your mind. Even as I'm closing this up, man, I I, I feel this very strongly that for many men out there and even women, if you're, if you're listening to this, the reason that you are experiencing doubt in such a strong way, the reason why you're experiencing disbelief in such a strong way is because you are not constantly building up yourself in faith. What do I mean by that? You're not constantly building yourself up through praying in tongues. You're not constantly building yourself up by reading the word of God. You're not constantly building yourself up by writing down and rereading what it is that God spoke to you personally. We have to be better stewards of God's word. That's it. We have to be better stewards of God's word. When we learn how to steward God's word well, it will help us to eliminate all doubt in our life because we will, get, we will begin to exalt and raise up and lift up the word of God above everything else that we see. And this is why the Bible tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight. If we walk by what we see, we will be in a constant place of doubt being thrown back and forth by any wind that would come across. But if we walk by our faith, then we are allowed to inherit the things of God because it is by our faith that we please him. It's by our faith that we're able to receive the blessings of God. It's by our faith that we're even saved. So it's by our faith that we're going to overcome as well. That's it, guys, man. This was a really hard topic for me because, like I said, this is something that I'm praying for daily at the moment. Like, 
God, help me in places where I've been doubtful. Help me in places where I've had disbelief. And I believe that it's not just me. There's many men. There's many people of God out there that are in this similar situation. And my heart goes out to you because I understand your plight. I understand that you are going through life and different things may have caused you not to necessarily believe or to be able to hold on to the word that God gave you the way that you need to. But I declare to you, man, I I implore you that even now, as you just begin to stir up your own faith, as you begin to go back to the last thing that God promised you, even if you if you don't have anything that you believe that God has spoke directly to you, go and find the promises in the Bible. You can start at Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, something as simple as that. And just declare that over your life so that you can begin to understand what it means to really walk in. In faith and not allow doubt to overcome you man that's it guys man this this entire series has been a blessing to me i pray that it was the same blessing to you and man the, the challenge this week is simple i mean just share this with somebody if you if you were blessed by this if you were able to receive something from this share this with somebody that needs it man. that's it man my name is cam until next season stay lifted god bless Thank you guys for stopping by and listening through the podcast. If you want to continue to build your foundation in Christ, I need you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Also, if you would like to support the ministry, just click the link in the description. Until next week, stay lifted.